We are uh, starting today a new series in the book of James, and uh, we are looking today uh, on the reality as we look at this book, uh, Christ-centered faith in action. But today in particularly, we're going to look at faith under pressure. And I forgot the pressure cooker. So today we're starting a new sermon series in the book of James, uh, and our series is called Christ-Centered Faith in Action. James, as we believe, was the brother of Jesus in this, the writer of this book of the Bible, and he was a leader of the early church in Jerusalem. And while others found it very important to travel on missionary uh, trips like Peter and Paul, James was the person in the midst of difficulty who stayed put right there facing the trials. And he was praying and teaching and trusting God in the midst of difficulties. This letter was written to encourage Christians who were also facing all kinds of pressure, times of difficulty. And I want us to think today, are we feeling, sensing a time of pressure, anxiety? James, we're told this book of James is a very practical book and written for all believers. And so he is challenging us as believers as we read this book of the Bible together in the weeks ahead, that we need to be hearers of God's word, but we also need to be doers of God's word. It's faith without works is dead. He tells us that. So has your faith been under pressure lately with this virus, this pandemic? I know mine has been challenged at different times. Even for us as pastors and ministers, we've talked about the difficulty of what this is for us. It's something new. It's something different. And so we heard our passage read today uh, from the message. And in verses 1 to 8 today, we see that uh, we're talking about faith. James is saying, what does it look like to see faith under pressure? I brought my uh, pressure cooker with me today. It's nothing fancy, but it is a, uh, a, a cooker that I've enjoyed working and using. I had one years ago that my grandmother gave me that went on top of the stove. Um, and uh, these ones are quicker and easier, electric, and the lid locks on. But the point of a pressure cooker is that in that pressure, it builds up. And as it builds up, it starts to cook and soften things. It's amazing because you can take cheap cuts of meat and put it in there. And in, in no time at all, it will soften that and make it into a beautiful meal. I bring that because I'm thinking today about our faith that seems to be under pressure in these days. See, a Christ-centered life will include trials, will include times of testing. And that's not something everybody wants to hear, but it is the truth, and James was making it known to his readers as well, that they were facing tests and challenges were coming at them from all sides. And it is okay to have Christ-centered faith and realize that today. I, I was thinking about exams. I, I was thinking about uh, in higher education, some of you in high school, you're probably thankful that you don't have exams right now. 
but when we uh, would take exams, usually you knew your exams, you knew when it was coming. I would spend all-nighters trying to prepare and cram for an exam and, and uh, would do quite well because of that. There were usually not too many surprises when you went in to write an exam. And we loved the teachers that would give you an open book exam. The answers were right there. You just had to find it in the book. But there are times when you would walk into a class and the teacher would say, put your books away because today we're having a surprise test. Oh my goodness, we would feel like the bottom had just fallen out for, especially if we hadn't been working ahead and hadn't done our reading and hadn't been prepared. It was so unpredictable. It was such a surprise. It caught us off guard. Isn't that what we feel like right now we're going through with this pandemic? None of us seen it coming. It is something that has thrown us all off guard. And James is saying, Christian life often can be like that. See, James says, when you face trials, tests, and tribulations, he says, I want you to count it all joy. Joy. <laughs> joy is not the first thing we usually feel. What is James talking about here? When suffering, the last thing we typically feel like is rejoicing. I love what Hemingway said, Courage is grace under pressure. See, James is saying, first of all, that you can rejoice because this pressure that is around you is causing your faith to rise and come forth into the open for all to see. That's a good thing. He says you can also rejoice because your faith is worthy to be tested. Is your faith worthy to be tested this morning? I was thinking about a, a pile of scrap metal out in a yard somewhere is never tested. Nobody tests that. But if you were looking at a plant, a, a car plant or a mechanic, they want to check that car out, that truck out to make sure that it is something they've created. But they want to make sure that they put it through all kinds of vigorous testings. And they want to make sure that that car will hold up under all conditions. Isn't that exactly the same for us when we think about it? Our faith is worthy to be tested. God sees something in us of worth, and he wants to see if our faith will hold up under all conditions. You see, the point today is what's the point of having faith if we only have faith when everything is great and good? We don't need it then. It's times like this that we truly do need it. And we can rejoice because this pressure is making and doing something in us, making us better people. James is saying it's giving us patience, not the kind of patience where, you know, I just say I'm a very impatient person, I don't like waiting. This patience is much deeper than that. It's endurance. It's this ability to stick to it. Verse 7 there, it's the ability to mature and develop into Christ-likeness. And so, you know, when we think about our pressure cooker today, you know, maybe we want to just say, well, you know, I'm, I'm going through all kinds of trials, right? And I'm going through all kinds of tests. And you know what? This virus and this pandemic is causing all kinds of questions and concerns and worries. And when and what if? Verses 5 to 8 in our passage today tells us, that if you're at your wit's end and you don't know what to do, 
Well, then that's a good place to be. Do you feel like that today? Yep. How about you? You know, our eyes are on you, O oh God. We don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you, O oh God. We say that often. See, see, James is telling us here, in those situations, in those moments, we are to pray. We are to ask. God is wanting to help us more than we realize. That is also a good place to be, be because James is saying our God is a generous God who is wanting and loves to help you. But we have to ask. Word, God's word has said that we have not because we ask not. And how true that is. James says, no, come, ask and seek. Let this time where we feel under pressure be a time where we turn to God. We give up our self-sufficiency and we say, God, we don't know what to do. But we come to you asking and seeking because we know that you are a generous God. But James also reminds us that when we ask, we are not to ask as one doubting. I love the message says that word believingly. <laughs> believingly, God wants us to come and ask. Because if we doubt, then that's not really faith, is it? If we doubt, it says we're like the waves in the ocean that are tossed here and there, driven by the wind. That's not what God wants for us. James reminds us that the person who asks that way can't really ex expect to receive anything from God. There is a wonderful promise here in this passage that if we come asking God for help, for wisdom, he is very generous and wants to give it to you. That's encouraging this morning. It also says that a little further down in verse 17, whatever is good and perfect is a gift coming down to us from God the Father who created all the lights in heaven. I love going out in an evening, a clear night, and looking up, especially here in Prince Edward Island, looking up into the sky and seeing the beautiful stars, the big stars and the little stars, and all of it, it is so wonderful. And James is trying to say to us today, this morning, the same God that placed every one of those stars in place is the same God, generous God, that every good thing that we have comes down from him, the Father who loves us. And so if he is willing to do all of that, wouldn't he be willing to help you this morning? Wouldn't he be willing to give you this wonderful gift of, ask, uh, of wisdom if we would just ask and pray? Wisdom is so important in these days. Uh, I think we need to understand, you've probably heard it before, but knowledge and wisdom are completely different. We are living in a day when we are getting information overload. Uh, they just saw something on the news this evening that said that people are spending 15, 16, 17 hours a day on a screen, whether it's a phone or a, a computer or a tablet. And people are coming at us constantly with all this information and knowledge. Now, some of us might be that type of person who we want to now become an armchair specialist about this pandemic. And we will listen to all kinds of information and we feel that we're very knowledgeable. A lot of our discussions are around this same topic. We might think we have a lot of knowledge, 
but that's all we have. Some of it is even fake news that we're listening to. What we need in this day are leaders who are wise. People who will exercise wisdom and navigate us through these difficult days. See, isn't that exactly what James is saying here? You don't need just knowledge. You need God's wisdom to help you to navigate through these difficult times. And he's saying all you need to do is ask God for it. See, pressure cookers are very safe. A lot of people won't use them because they think they're dangerous. You know when they become dangerous? When you do not follow directions. When you don't use them wisely. James warns us in the remaining verses of our passage this morning, uh, verse 9 to 18, about the pitfalls that can happen when we're under pressure. There's two kinds of snares that he points out. One of them is wealth and prosperity. And the other is temptations. Uh, he says about prosperity, prosperity is short-lived. It's like a wildflower. It is here today and shortly later gone. I think of the lupins that are just starting, the leaves are just starting to come up and how beautiful they will be as the ditches and the fields are covered the, uh, here in PEI. But there will come a day when they'll be all gone. And, and James is saying that prosperity and wealth is very much like that. Somehow we think that when we're under pressure that we need to hoard, that we need to collect, that we need to do all these things and we have to do it. And ultimately, as we've seen in recent days, what was here is gone. We've often thought in our day that it's the rich, the famous, the celebrities that are so important that people tend to spend so much time following them, interested in the big home that they live in and what kind of cars they drive, what do they do as their hobbies. But the truth of it is, as we've seen in recent days all around this globe, it's all fleeting, isn't it? The true heroes now are very much those frontline workers, the essential workers the ones who people have overlooked in the past, they are the ones who have helped us through the most in this crisis and will be seen as our heroes in years to come. And it's kind of funny when you realize how out of whack everything has been and what, what we've really been able to see through all this is the very one thing that everyone was chasing for when this first started was toilet paper. I'm sure there's a whole different message right there. But James is saying that wealth, my friends, is fleeting. What is going to last? He says in verse 18, it is God and his word that will last. The other danger when we're under pressure is we can often blame God. James says quite truthfully here in verse 13 that God isn't trying to trip you up you're not to blame God God is holy God is good God isn't evil he says to us James what is evil is our own desires and lusts that's what trips us us up we don't blame God for that he says desires are like a woman conceiving and that woman when she conceives uh, becomes pregnant with sin and when she gives birth to sin and it grows and matures and it gives way to death. So in all of this, what is the results that God is wanting for us in this time where we're living under pressure? God wants our faith to mature and grow. 
God's desire is to bless us, to help us, that we turn to him, that we are patiently enduring this time of testing and temptation. I love the way the message says it. It says, anyone who meets a testing challenge head on and manages to stick it out is mighty fortunate. Doesn't that sound great? Stick it out. So we live in an instant culture. We live in a culture we want it now. We wanted it yesterday. People are getting frustrated. On the news, you can hear the questions and what, when people are asking the when question. When can we get back to life as normal? When can we go back? You know, the truth of it is, as we come back to the pressure cooker, if you try to rush it, if you try to open it too early, uh, you will ruin the very meal that you're trying to cook, but it will also become very dangerous for you in your impatience. We're called to be patient in this time of testing. We're called to be wise. We're called to know what it is to wait upon the Lord. The truth of it is, times of testing don't last forever. But will we last through it is the key. James promises for those who do endure, there is this wonderful reward of life and more life. Life now and spiritual life to come. It is God's desire for you to do well. It is God's desire for you to mature. That your faith would be fully developed. A lasting, enduring, strong faith. I, I love what uh, Henry Kissinger once said, this statement, and this is another version of it. But a diamond is a chunk of coal that did really well under pressure. Did you get that? A diamond is a chunk of coal that did really well under pressure. So here's a question. What is God wanting to accomplish in your life during these pressing times? What is God wanting to accomplish in your life during these pressing times? I want to challenge you this morning. Let the pressure do that work that will help you to become stronger, mature, and develop spiritually. May your faith come forth like diamonds. May you know that endurance, that patience. May you receive wisdom from on high. May you receive life and more life. So just like this pressure cooker, our faith is under pressure as we conclude. We didn't ask for it. We don't like it. We don't even like how it feels. But James is saying to us, the key is we must embrace it. Don't try to get out of it prematurely. Let it do its work so you can become mature and fully developed in Christ. God's goal for us is that we would have this enduring, patient faith. I was thinking as we had that statement about the diamonds. A diamond is just a piece of charcoal that handled stress exceptionally well. Could it be that God is wanting to do something special and beautiful in our lives through this time? I believe so. See, Christ-centered faith 
in action does include trials and times of testing. We have been discussing, my husband and I, because a lot of people have been saying, well, I can't wait for things to go back to normal. I want things to be normal again. When is it going to be normal? And, and we have been saying and praying, I don't want it to go back to normal. I want it to go back to better. I pray that that's your prayer today, too. There is a song a Christian song on the Christian radio that I've been hearing recently called Diamonds by Hawk Nelson. I just want to quote a, a couple of verses for you, and may that speak to us today. Here and now I'm in the fire and above my head, being held under the pressure, don't know what will be left. But it's here in the ashes, I'm finding treasure He's making diamonds, he's making diamonds, he's making diamonds out of dust. He is refining, and in his timing, he's making diamonds out of us. I'll surrender to the power of being crushed by love till the beauty that has hidden, was hidden, isn't covered up. Oh, it's not what I hoped for, it's something much better. He's making diamonds, he's making diamonds, he's making diamonds out of dust. He is refining, and in his timing, he's making diamonds out of us. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you at this time, and we just ask now that you would help us. We find ourselves in circumstances that we don't like, that we never asked for, and we can honestly say that we feel under pressure. Many are suffering anxiety, fears, and Lord, we're just, can be even struggling at this time. Help us to realize that this is something that you uh, have allowed in our lives, not that you are the cause of it, but you can bring something good out of it. And that you're wanting to do something amazing in our lives, in our faith during these days. You're wanting our faith through this time of testing to come forth like diamonds. You, you are wanting us to uh, become more enduring and patient in our faith. And if we don't know what to do, we can ask you, O oh God, for wisdom. And you're wanting to grant us lovingly whatever we need right now for our help. Help us to turn to you, O oh God. Lord, help us to get our eyes off the wealth and thinking that it's in things that will make our lives uh, fulfilling when we know that's all fleeting. And Lord, may we never fall into the trap of blaming you, O oh God, for everything as many people will do because we know that you are good and you are loving and that you want to do above what we could even think or imagine. Lord, may we embrace this time and use it for the furthering of your kingdom and your glory in us, in the church, and in the community around us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen.